Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Citizens Appreciate Public Safety, Citizens Climate Education, and Naperville Junior Women's Club. Spotlight. And joining me now from Citizens Appreciate Public Safety is Wes Burnett and Chief of Police Bob Marshall. So welcome. Thank you. Happy to have you both here with me. And we're going to start right out. Wes, tell us what CAPS is. Absolutely, Jane. CAPS, Citizens Appreciate Public Safety, is a Naperville community group who recognizes the contributions that police and fire department personnel make to our community on a day-to-day -day basis. So each year, they nominate individuals that they believe went above and beyond the call of duty and exhibit a genuine concern for all of Naperville's citizens. And then we have two events during the year, one in May, coming up here soon, where we recognize the police department personnel, and then another in October for the fire department. Um, since we began, we've given out over 250 awards to well-deserving recipients. Nice. So that kind of feeds me to ask you the question, Chief. What kinds of things do the police department get nominated for? Well, there's a variety of things that uh, our community members, our residents, nominate the police officers for. Specific categories are acts of public service. A couple of examples I can share is that uh, last year one of our officers was nominated because he helped out a f homeless family by they were living out of their, out of their car and they didn't have any money to get their uh, car fixed. So he, out of his own pocket, paid money to get that car fixed so, so they could move along. There's also acts of heroism and uh, uh, courageous acts our police officers perform. Another example would be the, the officers that assisted the Aurora Police Department with the Pratt shooting. We sent set, uh, 20 officers there to assist with that situation, and they were all recognized for their acts of courageousness and heroism. And But it's mainly what the citizens do. The citizens write hundreds of letters every single year to the police department recognizing our officers who go above and beyond the performance of their duties. And a lot of it's just basically acts of kindness that our officers extend themselves for our residents that we serve. Yeah, and I think that's so important, right? I mean, that's a real, it's a feel good, you know you feel safe because you have the mm -hmm. Naperville Police Department, but when you're extended that extra piece of kindness, that really does, it feels yeah. good. Yeah, it does, and we had another example where an officer uh, responded to a, a senior's residence and his mailbox got knocked down. So we have video of him actually repairing that mailbox for the resident, and the resident actually sent a letter to the CAPS committee nominating him for a CAPS award. That's nice. That's mm -hmm. nice. So kind of that leads right into a, another question. How do we go about nominating? Absolutely. Well, we worked hard to try and streamline that and make it as easy as possible. If you go out to our website, NaprilleCaps.com, you can go out to the Nominate tab. And if you click that tab, there's an online form. Fill it out and uh, your nomination will be submitted. If you would like to write an email or a letter, that's also possible. Uh, on the website is the contact information to do that. Um, so then those all come in and uh, about four to six weeks before the event, we pull in all the nominations for the year, look at it as a, as a team, the CAPS board does, and select our winners that uh, we're gonna go forward with at the upcoming event. 
Okay, so pretty easy process, not hard. Pretty easy, okay. pretty easy. Try to make it as streamlined as possible. Okay, all right. And so Bob, now I know you you happen to be wearing a little white bar there, yes. and that's an indication that you, when you were an officer, uh, received a CAPS nomination. So you can kind of speak to this next question. How, how do you feel? Yeah. How does a police officer feel when they get this nomination? You're very observant, Jane. Thank you for noticing. You're welcome. So I, it's, it's a very <laughs> proud event for a police officer to be nominated for a, for a CAPS award, and actually received that at the public recognition ceremony that we hold annually. So for my situation, it was very special to me because I was nominated for a program we put into place in the late 1990s was our Neighborhood Family Resource Center, where we actually, the police department leased some property down in Napier Trails, and we actually created a, an after-school program. And we collaborated with the school district, the park district, and the YMCA to really offer the residents in the Napier Trails a place to go after school because they didn't have any parks or you know no after school programs for the kids so I was very proud to receive a CAPS award for that so I think it's very special for our officers to receive that because typically our officers say that's just part of my job you know I don't need any recognition but what I see very important to the officers is their families their family members are there to see them uh, recognized by the citizens of Naperville for the great things they do to keep our community safe. Yeah, and I think, and I, I've been lucky enough to uh, be at a couple of those dinners, and what always strikes me is uh, not only do you have very young offices that are getting nominated, as well as veterans. I mean, it, it's it's a whole range of offices that are being lifted up there for their right. service. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a variety of our department, and, you know, it, it's. I still remember the days when our recognition consisted of, you know, a letter in our mailbox, and to have the, the citizens come forward on an annual basis, you know, have this uh, dinner to recognize our police officers, both our sworn and non-sworn employees, is very special to all of us at the police department. Yeah, now you have two, and I, I know one of your uh, top awards, or the top award, right, yeah. is the uh, A. George yeah. Pradle Award. So yeah. you want to say a little bit about that? I sure do, because uh, Lieutenant Pradle at the time, he spent almost 30 years in our police department, then went on to, to be mayor for two decades. And we, the, the CAPS committee decided we want to hold a signature award in, in memory of uh, Lieutenant Mayor Pradle. And that is the final CAPS award, which where the CAPS board then takes all of our nominations and they pick the single most important award, and that is the George Pradle Award that goes to one of our officers. Yeah, that's a wonderful, I know that's a very special honor for those that get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's obviously, you know, everything costs a little money, right? So how does CAPS get its funding? Sure. We have four primary avenues that uh, we bring in funding through. Uh, first is ticket sales for the event. For $35, you get a very good meal and get to hear some inspiring stories that you're almost guaranteed to go home feeling good about, okay? Um, if you go out to our website, you can make a donation. That is the second way. And it's of any amount that uh, you feel you can contribute at the time, and it goes directly in to support our programming. The third way is sponsorships. There are a number of businesses that have made generous contributions to us over the years, and it's a, it's a very important part of our revenue funding. And um, it's a way that we can continue to recognize our first responders. Then the last way is uh, you can purchase an engraved brick uh, that you can take and it'll be placed in the public safety plaza that's located between the police and fire department. Okay, 
So, Bob, as we wrap up, a mm -hmm. little bit more on that BRIC program, because I know sure. you were there when it started. Right. It, it's got a lot of personal significance yeah. there. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about sure. that. Sure. Each BRIC is $250, and obviously the money goes to support CAPS. But it's a, a way for the community members to recognize you know, our first responders from both police and fire. And it's a great way to honor them by having a permanent uh, brick is, uh, you know, put at, put in place at the public safety, you know, memorial. Yeah, and I think I, the nice thing I like about that, having wandered through there, is it's it's not just uh, Naperville Police and Fire Department. It may be a resident who who was associated with other first responders who just wants to show their support and honor their family members. So I think it it really is a wonderful uh, way to just show appreciation, right? Exactly. So it doesn't have to be a police officer or a firefighter. It can be a member of the community as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Wes, as we wrap up here, um, really quick, if we want to get tickets, we go to the website? Absolutely. Click on the events tab and then you'll have information for both the police and the fire events and you can purchase your ticket online and then you just need to show up. To show up, it's a good thing. It's Absolutely. a good thing. It's a wonderful, and I always love it when we have the bagpipes and the band and everything to kind of welcome us to that event. It's wonderful. Yes. So Absolutely. thank you for stopping by. Appreciate all the good information. And if you're interested in learning more about CAPS or would like to purchase a brick or a ticket to their upcoming event honoring the members of the police department, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Timing is everything, especially when it comes to your business. Whether you're ready to start up or expand out, running a business is challenging. You deserve a trusted partner. At Busey, we tailor our approach to your unique needs and help you navigate financial decisions, achieve your goals, and realize your dreams of success. Your dreams shouldn't wait. Busey, your dream, our promise. Just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and joining me now are Teresa Quain and Jason Bono. They're here representing Citizens Climate Education. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks Super glad to have you here. This is the first time you've been mm -hmm. on the show. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start right out with you, Teresa. Tell us a little bit about your organization. Okay, sure. So Citizens Climate Education is a volunteer organization for people who are uh, really concerned about climate change and mostly interested in solutions. We're about solutions. Um, we have over 450 chapters nationwide um, and maybe uh, 100 or so chapters around the world. And the Naperville chapter, I started the Naperville chapter um, in 2017. And we were, we're, uh, what we do is go out into the community and educate people, help people understand what kind of approaches um, would be effective. We help people understand what are the options for solutions for climate change. And what we can really provide for people is the fact that there, there are solutions and give people some hope um, that we can deal with this problem. Okay. I mean, obviously, a lot of information is out there, so it's important to get the right information, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information about the problem. 
Um, there's less about solutions, really. Okay. Um, so that's that's the role that we fulfill. Okay. So Jason, kind of where are we now? Talk talk a little bit about where we are now. We're currently experiencing uh, the most rapid. Uh, temperature increase in the history of human civilization and so that naturally puts a stress on society um, and the longer that we allow that to continue uh, basically the, the worst consequences that we end up with so as a physicist I can understand the basic science behind the climate problem that we have but also understand that it's difficult to sort of assimilate all of the information that's out there as you had referred to um, partially because it can be vague and also because you find things that are contradictory. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I joined was to help connect people better with the science. Uh, so regarding the situation, there are a few basic facts that are utterly not controversial within the scientific community. Uh, and those are that, the, that climate change is real. Uh, it's caused by us and it's bad. But as Teresa says, there are, there are solutions as well. Okay, so and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about those solutions in a minute. But Teresa, first I want to kind of understand from your perspective, you know, how, how does that impact our local viewers? You know, what, what do we see here in this, yeah. in this area? Yeah, in, in our area, the two main impacts from this, these rising temperatures are uh, humid heat to the point of being dangerous and excessive uh, rainfall, basically. So my parents um, came to this area in, in the late 60s and at that time there were as, there was an average of like one day per year with um, the heat index above um, 105 degrees. And the viewers may remember in 1995 there was a heat wave in Chicago where over 700 people died. And my father told me that he saw guys being carried out in body bags from his apartment building. So without, without action, we will see more and more years like this where there are um, serious heat waves that really damage health and even, even kill people. Without action, we're going to see more and more of that. Okay. And then rain, um, last year was an incredible year, incredibly bad year for Illinois farmers. A lot of farmers never could plant. There was so much rain in the spring. And when the rain stopped, it was still really soggy. Um, the Department of Agriculture declared all 102 counties in Illinois uh, agricultural disaster areas. And agriculture is the number one industry in Illinois. So even though I doubt any of your viewers are farmers, the fact that our, our largest industry is so negatively impacted is going to impact all of us. Not to mention the flooded basements, you know, the damaged infrastructure, damaged roads. Um, so we're looking at uh, so we're looking at those two main impacts from climate change: more humid heat and um, extreme precipitation. Okay. Now, Jason, you mentioned solutions. So give us some examples, if you can, of maybe what are some of the characteristics of a good solution? Sure. Yeah. So the science tells us that uh, the most effective way to address the climate problem is to reduce our carbon emissions, and so you can do that indirectly. Uh, by pulling more carbon out of the atmosphere. And for an example of that would be uh, reforestation. But that's really not enough. Uh, we need to put less carbon into the atmosphere in the first place. Uh, and governments are in the strongest position to help society do that. Um, and so sort of the framework for like a good policy, uh, policy solution would be, well, one, it should be able to help uh, drive large-scale change and do so quickly. Uh, 
it should be fair to people. So, for example, it shouldn't disproportionately uh, burden already uh, disadvantaged people. It should help stimulate technological advancements. So it should also use incentives to help support personal choice. Uh, it should be politically durable in the sense that, well, in the context of US politics, that would mean capable of having bipartisan support. And it should also be healthy for the economy. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of factions in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, Teresa, as you think about how uh, those solutions might play out, and particularly, I think, how, how can they play out? Because you're obviously talking from a more uh, global or national government policy. How might they play out for us? What are some of the practical solutions you see? Well, the, the solution that we really like in citizen climate education is um, something called carbon fee and dividend. And it is a, nat a national solution because, as Jason said, it needs something that's going to drive large-scale change quickly. So um, carbon fee and dividend is a, is a plan where you put um, a fee on the carbon content of fossil fuels at the source, which would be the well, oil well or gas well, uh, coal mine. Um, or the port, and then 100% of the net revenue is returned to people, uh, returned to families, and you also put uh, a border adjustment. So imports from countries that don't have a similar fee would have to pay the fee at the border um, to make it fair. So Jason, as we wrap up here, what can our viewers do? Yeah, so what you can do individually depends on, in small part, your resources that you have available. So if you have a little bit of time, you could potentially use that uh, for volunteering for an, a potentially effective organization. Uh, for, for example, Citizens Climate would be happy to have you. Um, if you want to use your dollars, you could use those to reduce your individual carbon footprint, either through informed purchasing or donating. Yeah, and the most powerful thing that you can do is use your voice, uh, and in particular, use your vote. And the way that you do that most generally is to think about the climate policies of the people that you're voting into office. Okay. Well, thank you. You've shared a lot of good information with us, and we appreciate that. So thanks for coming by. And if you would like to find out more about Citizens Climate Education, please go and visit their website. We'll be right back after a few short messages. You work hard, and you want to see your efforts pay off, literally. Whether you're dreaming of retirement, growing your business, or leaving a legacy for future generations. At Busey, we help you realize the possibilities of tomorrow. We listen to your needs and goals to create a sound strategy for you and your family. Enjoy the achievements of your life and work. We'll handle the rest. Busey, your dream, our promise. The reason why I did it was I, I looked at it and it was very professional. It's something that's really going to get your name out there. And I love the fact that you play it on screen numerous times in a week. It's allowed more visibility of my business. And I've gotten a lot of increase on, on traffic as far as phone calls and people coming through the door.
Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Naperville Junior Women's Club are Erin Wickstrom and Ashley Wilhelm. So welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Super excited to talk about this. And I'm going to start right out with you, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what drew you to the Women's Club. Yeah, so I was drawn to Naperville Junior Women's Club through a friend. Uh, she was extremely involved in the organization, um, said, hey, this would be a great chat to do some great community outreach and volunteering. And I said, that's awesome. Uh, so I joined actually last February. Um, from there, I got extremely involved even into our international organization um, and really have never looked back. It's been an amazing opportunity to make friends and do do good in the community, not do well, but do good. That's um, nice. I like that. I like that definition. Do good as opposed to do well. That's mm -hmm. nice. And obviously, excitement and international, which I think sometimes people don't think about, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we're, as an international organization, we're 80,000 women strong. Here in the community, we're about 50 women strong uh, for juniors, uh, which is amazing. It's We're one of the stronger junior communities. That's great. Terrific. Well, now, I know, Erin, you, you pick a charity each year, because when you talk about doing good, right, mm -hmm. Ashley, you pick a charity that you support. So kind of explain how that process works. Absolutely. So we're a service organization, which means everyone there is there of their own volition. We, we volunteer our time freely. Nobody's paid or anything like that. So we actually pick a charity to fundraise for. So right now, for this is our final year with Family Shelter Service, and it's an awesome organization that helps people who are victims of domestic abuse. It helps rehome them, uh, even go on interviews, provide gifts, provide uh, uh, food, everything. And uh, we support them, all of our fundraising efforts. And we also have our other efforts, like our scholarship fund that we run, uh, which Ashley's going to be talking more about that. And then we also support Safety Town, too. So we pick it through a series of applications that come into us from awesome charities throughout the Fox Valley and Naperville community. And that's how we ultimately end up choosing our charities, is through a series of selections, votings, and all that. And uh, final year for Family Shelter Services. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, I'm always kind of impressed with that is that you are very single-minded in your focus. I mean, obviously Safety Town, and we'll talk a little bit more about that because that's such a big part mm -hmm. of your heritage and your history, but, but you really put all your efforts into an organization to really have a, a significant impact. Absolutely. It's, it's the way that we can make a big difference with you know, lots of hands that jump in. And it's funny how lots of hands really do make light work. And so we all jump in and it's such a, a relevant industry to to a relevant charity to us because it's mostly women who are part of family shelter services. So it's women helping women within the community. And so it's it's been a really neat experience to work with them. Yeah, and I would think, I, I, I mean, I can only imagine that, um, particularly as it's a women's group supporting family shelter services, there's special meaning in mm -hmm. that, right? I yes. think that's probably true. Oh, yes. Very Talk a little bit about, you always, you know, Safety Town is part of your heritage. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the Hoppy Easter event coming up mm -hmm. uh, in the not distant future here. So give us a little bit of information about that and how that works to support Safety Town. So Safety Town is a huge part of our heritage. We were actually one of the founders, you know, Officer Friendly, uh, former Mayor Pradle, was, uh, came to Naperville Junior Women's Club 
uh, many, many years ago to help start up Safety Town. So we actually helped get the contractors, raise the funds, and that for a long time was our primary support. And we even used to run the summer programs. And just through the years and the evolution of the club, it's now opened up to have many, many donors and supporters for Safety Town, but it's still very near and dear to our heart. So we actually do two events at Safety Town, but upcoming that we really want to earmark is our Hoppy Easter, which is on April 11th. It's from 10 a.m. to noon. We do have hours at 9 to 10 for special needs, and so that'll allow for access and easy entry, and uh, it's really fun. We do business vendors throughout the town, so the kids get a chance to wander the town to the business vendors. They all have candy. Uh, we have Easter egg hunt. We have Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny there, both there. <laughs> we'll have little ducklings for the kids to pet, and it's a $10 donation per family, so it's for the whole family, plus a, a canned good for loaves and fishes. Every bit of the donations go back to Safety Town. So this is just our way of, of supporting Safety Town and of, again, doing something really fun for the community that all all the kids, the parents, everybody can get involved and, and enjoy. Yeah, and it's such a wonderful resource. I mean, I have so many fond memories of my kids going through Safety Town, graduating, being in the parade. I mean, it really is a, a little slice of Americana that we're lucky enough to have with the support mm -hmm. of folks like yourself, right? Oh, yes, we love it. It's it, it's. It's our, one of our gems, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Ashley, I know one of the programs that you also support is Woman of the Year. Mm -hmm. So give us a little bit more on that and tell us about it. So this year we're hosting our second annual Woman of the Year event. It's going to take place on April 28th from 6 to 9 p.m. at White Eagle Golf Club. Uh, this is our spring fundraiser. It actually helps to fund our scholarship program, which is the Michelle LaFrey Ferguso Scholarship Program. Uh, we award three scholarships to um, students that reside within districts 203 and 204, but they can go to any of those any schools, and we award them every year. So we fund it through the Woman of the Year. It's based on um, nominating women in the community. Uh, those nominees have to either live, work, or volunteer in Naperville, and they can nominate themselves or someone else that's a friend or maybe a family member can fill out a nomination form. All are available on our website. Um, to say why this woman is such a great pillar of our community. What has she done? You know, kind of what makes her stand out above everybody else? From those nominations, we then actually have a committee of three individuals who are non-Naperville juniors. They're completely outside of our community or outside of our organization to judge those applications and pick the woman of the year. Um, the other thing with the, with the nominees is that they actually cannot be a Naperville junior. So we really try to make this about the community mm. and what these women do for us as a community um, as we're only a small piece. I love that. I think that's great. And I'm not sure that I knew that. I was there last year and Emily uh, Ori, mm -hmm. Ori uh, mm -hmm. won last year. And I'm not sure that I knew that. I, I love that, that it's an outside group of three that are doing mm -hmm. the final selection and that they can't be. That's great. Can't be Naperville juniors. That's really terrific. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly you had a lot of great women, I know, on that list last mm -hmm. year. So I'm sure we'll have another great group of women this year, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it's nice that you're giving the scholarship. I mean, obviously, Michelle Fergoza was a very dear member of your organization and uh, obviously beloved community uh, person here in uh, District 203. Erin, um, when do you meet? 
We meet the fourth Wednesday of every month, and that is true for this year. Occasionally we have a spring break get in the way or something like that, but fourth Wednesday of every month from 7 p.m. till about 9 p.m. at Aurelio's in okay. South Naperville. And uh, uh, people get together oftentimes early for dinner, so we definitely encourage any woman who's interested in checking it out, just come, come visit us. As we're wrapping up, Ashley, really quickly, if you were to tell somebody, somebody got you involved, mm -hmm. a friend got you involved, if you were to tell somebody else right now, why should they get involved, what would your answer if be? If you want to build better friendships and do good for your community, this is the place to be. That's really what it is. It's friends and doing good. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, I wish you all the best for all the wonderful things you have coming up. Keep up the good work. Thank you. And if you would like to learn more about the Naperville Junior Women's Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. In Naperville, we know that community counts. In fact, it's in our name. As Naperville Community Television, we have the privilege of showcasing what makes this award-winning city a wonderful place to raise a family, to make a living, and to enjoy life's journey. That's why it's our mission to capture on camera those special moments that connect us, those stories that impact our lives, stories you won't see anywhere else. So watch Naperville Community Television on air, online, and on social media. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on this show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.